Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flowtrack Podcast. Happy Monday. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. The email address is flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. What are you doing with your hands there, Gordon? I thought I had my sunglasses on my on my chest. And you tried to play it off? Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh this is how I yeah, no. put my hands all the time. But I didn't have them. They're over here. I thought you were doing a very aggressive folding of the hands. No, no. You were going to go like you were hosting the nightly news or something. Continue your intro. That was it. I mean, you can like and subscribe to the Flowtrack Podcast YouTube page. If you're watching live, I'm going to pull up the feed right now. To read some comments. If people have comments throughout the show, feel free. Tampa Eagle, first in the chat, like always. Yes. It's going to be a good week. Justin Cake, number two in the chat. Oh, we're keeping, we're giving silver medals out now. Yeah. That's All how right. we go. On today's show, we're going to talk about the women's marathon again. Because they had another one? They did another one ever since you issued the challenge of, hey, how many top 20 performances can we get? They one up themselves again. Talk about cross-country rankings. We have a guest, my PR. And we're going to do some off-season Twitter analysis. We're going to go event by event. Today's focus, the men's 100. I like it. Did you find some some good updates? Found some good updates. Okay. Some great tweets. Some are serious. Some are funny. Some are confusing, perhaps. Some couldn't find anything because they're not tweeting that much. Some might be photoshopped. That's what you're saying. No, I'm saying that just their last tweet was... Like August. I'm like, oh, come on. I wanted to hear from this person. Yes. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, if you got an email, like I said, email just flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, How was your weekend, Kevin? It was great, Gordon. How was your weekend? My Austin weekend, FC. Austin FC won. Our hometown soccer team. Yes. As you know, I'm a big soccer fan. Really the only non track sport, track and field. The only sport other than track that I'm really passionate about is soccer. Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer. Don't know anything about EPL. Don't know anything about La Liga or the Bundesliga. Don't know. But MLS, that's what I bleed, Gordon. And I bleed Verde and Black. And we got a very well-deserved win on PKs. Managed to get one goal playing a man up for over an hour. Yeah. Because soccer's pretty random. So I was excited. As a Philadelphia sports fan, it was a good weekend for me. I got to watch my Phillies win, my Eagles win. Well, their soccer team plays and their soccer team tonight, right? Their union, the number one seed. Yeah, you're talking about those other sports, but you're mainly, like me, a soccer fan. MLS 24-7, right? Yes. Okay. Just want to be sure. For those don't know, uh, Kevin did not have a good weekend. I had a great weekend. Kevin had an awful weekend. Hey. Why, Why did I have an awful weekend? Okay, here's the thing. When my, my son's soccer team won. My when, daughter's, like I said, I'm all soccer all the time. When the Sixers You went, want to talk about it. Just when, the, when the Sixers went crashing... You know, the podcast enjoyed listening, to, watching my reaction yeah. to the Philadelphia 76ers once again failing to make the Eastern Conference Championship. Because you brought up the Sixers yes. every day on the pod without fail for like four or five months. There Our was... users don't know that you're actually a really big certain sports team fan and yeah. they did not win this yeah. weekend. Yeah, and that's they don't need to know. They don't care. Okay. No one you want to keep that secret? No, I wanted the Dodgers to win. Yes. And they didn't win. Part of me, though... Was a little relieved when yeah. I didn't have to tune into it's a done. game <laughs> on Sunday night. It was just doing – you know what I did though? Actually, this was good content for the pod. Okay. And I thought I had cracked some sort of code in terms of watching sports and also being a runner. Because here's what I did. And this is what I tried for game number three. They were down two to one. Okay. Dodgers had this streak going where they were not able to convert with – I promise this is going to get back to running in a second. Yes. They couldn't convert with runners in scoring position. Right? They're like, oh, for whatever, 18. So I said, I'm going to get on the treadmill, and I'm going to start running at the beginning of the game, and I'm not going to get off the treadmill until the streak is broken. That's like what my goal was, right? So I didn't actually start when the game started because I had to put the kids to bed and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Did you were, actually do this? Well, yes. Technically, no, because they scored on a sack fly. Okay. So they didn't get a hit with runners in scoring position. But here's what I found out. I got like six miles in. I did some walking during the commercial break because I didn't know how long it was going to go. <laughs> I had to be equipped for it to go 10, 11 innings. But here's what I discovered. It was a much healthier way to consume a sporting event. Now, obviously, because you're running, yeah, uh, that's going to be healthy. healthy. You're getting exercise. But all the stress was starting to dissipate. And I, I got six miles in, got off the treadmill, took a shower, came back, like watched the rest of the game. They blew it, but the edge was off. It was yeah. very straight. Like you have the po- – you know how you get the positive endorphins from running? And those were 
kind of canceling out the negative, just the sense of dread. I think you found something here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was thinking, man, if they make a run, I'm going to be in ridiculous shape. And then they lost the next day and got eliminated. But for all you other sports fans out there who are really serious about your team, just connect get it to your running. Get in front of a treadmill while you, it beats just sitting there like this. Yeah, on the couch. You're not watching, just sitting there. Especially in baseball, nothing's happening for half the time, and you just get you just stew in your own dread and misery. So I would, I would, I actually did do this during the Sixers season. I would watch like an entire quarter while running, and it would make the quarter go by faster. Make it go by fast. I just yeah. it just took away some of the stress because you're just it's like when you're running, it's just sort of like when you when you competed, right? Yeah. Once the gun went off, were you nervous? No, no, it goes away. Running, yeah, yeah exactly. That's the, the cool thing about running. Now, right up to when the gun goes off, you could be freaking out. Yeah. But while while you're in the act, like you're kind of just thinking about running because running occupies enough time. So it's hard to be – it's hard to have any other emotion while you run other than just you're relieving some stress or you're having some some positive vibes throughout your body. But So send a positive uh, vibe to it's, Kevin it's, in the chat. He's not fun. doing too well. Do you know – But you know, there's always next year. Yeah. That's what I live by. Yeah. Always next year. Always next year. And then – also, in the internet era, social media era that you're in, you just, it makes it worse. Yeah. Because then you read See everybody it. else's analysis of it, and you're like, you're dumb. Like, this is a terrible take. Yeah. And then just, but then it makes you double down, then you become even a stronger fan. It's very strange. All right. What should we go with? Amsterdam. Track and field. Yeah, Amsterdam. Let's let's do this real quick. So we have we have two women who have held world records at one point or another in their career. Go to the marathon. Alma Zayana, who doesn't have the 10K record anymore, but had it in that famous Rio record run. She wins in a fastest ever debut, 27-20, followed closely behind by someone everybody is very familiar with, if you've been following track and field, in Genzebe Dababa, who is still the women's 1,500-meter world record holder. She's run 350, and now she has a 218.05 to her name. So Ayana beats out Yahuwah's debut record, which was not that old in and of itself. She lays down a big time, moves into the you know top levels of marathoning already, and then even Dababa's two eighteen low is like a top twenty performance too. Yeah, it's insane. Like we talked about three or four podcasts ago, the top twenty list is all from twenty twenty two. It's over half of the top twenty five are going to be Mark's run this year. Yeah. Obviously, people will say, what's the reasoning? Shoes, this, that, and the other thing. At the end of the day, though, it's still kind of crazy. Yeah. That half of the list is from 2022. It's basically Paula Radcliffe and, and then the modern today, era. Yeah. Which makes you kind of think, what, Paula Radcliffe? She was doing something that no one else could even yeah. think about doing. Well, and to get those times out of there, it's going to take a lot of faster performances because yes. she's got a two, 215 lodged way up there. So when I see all those. Yana and Dababa makes me think of track right away because yeah. of their 10Ks yeah. and 1500s. But Dababa's 218. I know, obviously, Yana 217 is much quicker. But do you think, she, like, it's kind of unique seeing someone yeah. so good at the mile, 350 miler, running a 218 marathon. Do you think this is her ceiling, her floor? Do you think yeah. Dababa, if she gets another year or two of marathon actual training that she's going to be able to really surprise us. I mean, she's a unique talent. She's not just like a, yeah. a casual 14, 35 K runner who mm-hmm. can then all of a sudden run or 14, 45 K runner gets into the marathon. She ran three fifty in the mile. She ran 14, 15 in the five K. Can you imagine Kip Yegon? Yeah. Hopping up to the marathon. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, obviously she has had, a lot of training yeah. behind it and it's not like she was running 350 last year yeah i don't think it's her ceiling but i don't i don't can she get to 215 i look at her differently than some of these other folks who are in there who are doing it at an earlier stage of their career so yeah. I, I would put her in that next group back but it also makes me think about Safana son yeah our old colleague lincoln shrek called her the queen of range you know what could she's run low 350s as well too and she's run a really good half when she eventually debuts in the marathon, what can she do? It's easy in your head. You can imagine five and ten person moving over to the marathon. Someone like Latenza Beckaday, it just makes sense. But someone who's so known in as a fifteen hundred meter runner, it just it's tough to like. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. Man, this person went from 
straight up middle distance to now being one of the fastest marathoners in history. Like that's just, those are two totally different events. Yeah. It makes you really think range. Range is a, is like the, you know, say what's the 20s, like 30s, a new 40 or 40s, a new, you know, like something is a new whatever. Well, you're hoping 30s, a new 20. <laughs> I'm you know? hoping 34 is a new 24. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that's happening in track where, yeah. you know, you see what Kipchoge's done when he was a star miler 5K guy. Yeah. And now he's 37 running Ooh. the marathon. He's going from four laps to 26 miles is doesn't becoming make... more of a trend, I feel. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. It doesn't, but maybe... Because how many times do we see someone go from two laps to 25 laps? We don't really see it that often. But there's something about a miler where a miler isn't really... You're right. It they're is just, more they're a, like a fake short distance runner. They're they, really long. They just happen to be good at it. Yeah, it's yeah. more aerobic. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. They're more likely to put in serious mileage, mileage yeah. than For it's an 800 meter. Yeah, yeah. But Baba didn't even really do the 10. Like, what's Baba's 10 history? It can't be very long, right? There was some fives there. There was a lot of, I remember, indoor two-mile attempts and indoor 3,000-meter attempts. But I don't remember that there being much of an emphasis on on the on the ten thousand at all yeah outdoor ten thousand oh you went right past the colt oh, we were so i don't know if she's ever run it no she did colt she went did. past it a while ago oh, she did 5k there we go there we go keep going keep going she outdoor that's a that's a road, it's a road yeah 3102 no, there's, there's gotta be a she's never run a track 10k there's gotta be a track no. 10K in there. oh that nope no she's never run it really? she's never, never? Run a track 10k okay i believe you colt yeah. indoor thousand all right, indoor thousand, no indoor, no uh, outdoor ten thousand. So that's interesting to me too. So that also makes me think, though, she made the move a little earlier. Like she could have waited even longer. She could have tried to do a cycle at ten, but she didn't. So maybe there's a lot left in there. How old? She's thirty-one years old. Yeah, I mean, you think about someone like Jenny Simpson too, who now is going to the roads as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no so will be thirty-one yeah. in twenty twenty-four. Should we get a early bet in on Safan Hassan, marathon Olympic champ? Well, she said she wants to do it too. She had there was a quote after Worlds that said she wants to do it. The problem is she's gonna have to figure out the schedule because that'll be her third event, probably of the meet. She'll probably well, she's gonna do it as like as like a triple. Oh, I don't know, or a double. Safan Hassan probably. <laughs> she's like, I don't have to race Faith Tibiagon. I got to race three events. That's the trade off. That's what I'm gonna do. Fair enough. I was surprised. I was surprised that both Dababa and Ayana nailed it. Yeah. I thought, okay, one of them. We'll, we'll break through and be great. But I didn't think both of them. And Ayana, you, you never hear from her. It's like she shows up every couple of years and runs. But nothing in her career was as good as that world record 10K in Rio. So to go 217.20. Again, so you got to add her now. So we're at a big eight. Does 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 Dababa the, deserve the, the game? Mount, the Mount Rushmore is getting a little running out of rocks. You're putting it. It's running yeah, out of rocks. They're all going into like seven-point font. It's going to be Stonehenge now. Yeah. It's not Mount Rushmore. The yeah. Stonehenge of women's marathoning. Dude, the spring is going to be an all-timer. Between Boston and London, if those two fields are split evenly, or even if it's, say, like 66-33, whatever it is. 67-33. Sorry. 66.66 and 33.333 repeating. Then it's going to be – I don't know. It's just going to be awesome because you're going to see all the people coming back from – Two fifteens, two sixteens, two seventeens, two fourteens in the fall, and then have they're gonna have to race each other. There's not enough marathons to spread out in the spring. Big money marathons. There's not. Well, there's a lot of marathons every spring in the world, but I'm saying the ones they're gonna because they're gonna want to get paid like two sixteen, two seventeen runners, and there's not that many. I guess. Do you think they're gonna get paid less because there's too many of them though? Well, I think some are gonna end up going. Just law of averages tells us that. You know, some of them are going to probably go to like a Rotterdam type. Wait, is Rotterdam in the spring still? I forgot when they moved these things around. But ones that aren't world marathon majors, basically. Rotterdam is... April. April, yeah. Which And that's a fast race too. And it could be a really great race. But I just I want to see them all face off. They'll probably one in Prague too, right? Yeah. There'll be opportunities to run May. fast. So it would just be cool to see, because you have so many of them, at least four or five big names in each race, which you could do because you have enough, you have enough star power now. Should be good. Yeah. Um, all in the game says number of women who ran sub 11. So oh, this is a sprint question. This is a sprint comment. 
thought it was a marathon. I just read number of women who have run, and then it said <laughs> sub-11, sub-22. Uh, over both 21, 22 seasons, I'll read the whole comment, has exploded, sorry. Uh, as compared to the last 20 seasons, shoes are having an even greater effect. And then Judson says, and other than Sisson, it's mostly been Adidas and Nike shoes. We still want to do shoes? We're still talking shoes, huh? Shoes, man. Let's get some shells. All right. Remember that song? Nope. Never heard of it. Okay, so I'm going to do the current list now that we have added Ayana. So Is she in there? This is Best Buy Athlete, so not individual performances. So right now, 2022 has number two, four, seven, eight. 14, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24, and 27. So mm. how many is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 of the top 25, which is over half. You got there. You did we, it. We did it. Emily Sisson is currently 24th with her uh, all time. 218.29. Yeah. All time. And a lot of people are going to say shoes, but my question is the shoes have been around for a few years now. Why did it take this long? I don't know. I mean, you say, okay, COVID threw some things off in terms of scheduling, but we've had, we had years even pre COVID where the shoes were fast. Going for it, maybe? Like, you just, yeah. why not go for it? Like, hey, instead of saying, hey, I want to run 218, I'm trying to run 217. Yeah. Someone who can run 217 is saying, I'm going to try to run 216. Just going for it. I mean, yeah. it's 26 miles. At the end of the day, most people are just trying to win the race, and if the race is just set up to not be as fast, then there's no need to win by multiple minutes. Mm -hmm. so, but yeah, so 13 of the times are from 2022 in the top 25, and then there's... And that's going to stay pretty static, right? Because the, the Radcliffe times aren't getting out of there. And then there's three from 2021, there's a couple from 2020, a couple from 2019, couple from 18 and 17 and then just it's Paul Radcliffe in 20, 2003. Yeah, it's literally just the two Radcliffe times plus Yeah. Well, this is individual like not multiple oh, times. Yeah. Okay, so it's literally just her and then everything else is what 18 on? 17 on. 17 on. So. Katani. All right, people in chat are talking about how good looking you are. So. Yeah? Yeah, big moment for you. So. It's the college shirts. College shirts. You threw away the shirts. I did change my wardrobe this year. I, I know, but then out, you pivoted back. I threw out 70% of my clothes. Yeah, but then you started doing t-shirts again. Yeah, just keep you on your heels. Glass case of motion, I think. It's yeah. very strange. Uh, strange turnabout. Okay. Suck cross country. It's Gordon's time. It's our time. It's not water. Gordon's time. Uh, I should have got a water for myself. It's really making me thirsty. Can you shoot a one shot on Gordon so I can go get a water? No, just kidding. Go ahead. Cross country. And then I want to read this email because I want to see what uh, we're going to Well, don't show the rankings. Don't show Kevin. Take the screen off. Don't look at it. Don't show Kevin. You can show me. No, no. You're going to guess my rankings. Oh. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So. Do you want to talk about it first? Yeah. I want to talk about it. So I had I had some issues. So we had, we had Nutty Comb happen, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the top teams and individuals were there. There was this fake pre-nationals. There was a couple teams. There was a couple teams at a meet in Virginia, a meet in Alabama, a meet in Penn State. And I was just kind of having... What matters and what doesn't matter? Do these smaller meets matter? Like, did you know at Texas A&M, Parker Valby, Florida, did you see how fast she ran? She ran fast, fast. She ran sub-19 minutes. Yeah. Over 6K. Yeah. That's insane. But what does that mean? Mm. Like, how do I look at that performance ran, running randomly at College Station, sub-19? Is that like, would she have won Nuttycomb? I'm asking you. Do you think she would have won the No, no. Why not? Because I think Caitlin Tui's faster, and I don't put too much stock in the cross-country times. You're talking to the mic, boy. I'm talking. I'm in. Yeah, but like... I want to give you space because it's your segment. But yeah, no, I think Tui's still faster. But where would you... If you see someone run extremely fast in a non-competitive meet, what should you make of that mark? To me, it's all... It's who you beat. I think it's, you're in a holding pattern until they beat somebody of significance. Now, she's... Good because yeah. we've seen her compete at the national level. I'm not putting her ahead of Tui or Chalangat or that group. Okay. No. So I was having a lot of these troubles. And then I was also having troubles with athletes who are really good at nationals last year. I'm talking top 40. 
And they also had good track seasons. But then they run one meet in 2022 cross country, and they ran like dog shit. You're right. That's so if you run one cross country race like dog shit, but you ran well at nationals and you had a good track season, who are you? Are you a, are you good versus the opposite, or are you dog shit? What if you ran one good race, but then your seasons last year weren't that good? Exactly. Then what do you do? These are my problems. Well, these is... are the algorithms that are trying to overcome these thoughts of like. You were good last year, but not good this year. You're good this year, but not good last year. What if You're, regular season, you win, let's say, 111 baseball games, and then all of a sudden... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so this has been my issue, and I've I've struggled mightily with... I mean, it's easy to know, like, top 10, because you're like, all right, you guys are good. But, like, to figure out the difference between are you a 50 best guy or 150, or, like, it's really hard, and that affects team standings, right? So I did my updated algorithm. Lots of changes. You can see the. You can see my screen. It's just. It's a lot. I can't, but they can't. Look, so it's, it's like bad. just look at this thing. It's just like you can't tell. Let's zoom in on that. Can we zoom in? Are you sure you got everything close? Full shot. You to, it's your banking information's on. I'm banking. Right? No, we're good. Okay. You can't see it because of the lighting. But anyway, so here we go. The rankings are you in. Can't zoom in on that. Cold yeah. remote. Which is going to teleport here. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the rankings are in, and yeah. Kevin, I want you to predict. So okay. we're going to do team rankings. Yep. And I want you to predict my top twenty-five. So I'm not going to be able to do that. I'll do top five. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll I'm going to the, the rankings just went up literally thirty minutes ago. So we're going to do women first, starting at twenty-five. Uh, so twenty to twenty-five is Arkansas, Providence, Florida State, Toledo, Michigan State, and Colorado State. So Toledo, Michigan State, new to my top twenty-five. Mm -hmm. Right, twenty-three and twenty-four. I'm just giving everyone a little... I'm drawing this out for a little dramatic effect. Okay. Yeah, I think people are waiting. 15 is Syracuse. 16, Liberty. 17, Utah Valley. Valley, 18, Cal Baptist, which is their first year. Yeah, up or you going down? Going down. Oh. Okay. Down it. I'm going... Why don't you go just down the whole way? Okay. 25, Colorado State. 24, Michigan State. 23, Toledo. 22, Florida State. 21, Providence. Gotcha. 20, Arkansas. 19, Michigan. 18, Cal Baptist. It's just new to the ranking. First year, D1. Yeah. They had to go four years without being able to run at Nationals. This is their first year they get to run. So it's pretty cool if they both actually qualify, men and women. Yeah. Um, so Cal Baptist, 18. Utah Valley, 17. They dropped. Liberty, 16. Syracuse, 15. Washington, 14. Stanford, 13. Colorado, 12. They dropped. North Carolina, 11. Notre Dame, 10. Okay. Utah, women. Made a big improvement. They were 23rd. Mm -hmm. They moved all the way up to 9th. Oregon women, they made a big rise. They were 16th going into Nuttycomb. Now I have them Wait, 8th. who was 10th? Notre Dame. Oh, you skipped them. Why don't you start over? North Carolina 11. So 25. Start, start Colorado 10. State. No, no, no. Start at 10. 10 is Notre Dame. 9 is Utah. 8 is Oregon. 7 is BYU. 6, Georgetown. Mm. Georgetown. Georgetown. Okay. Can you name the top five now? Five. NAU. Correct. Which is interesting because if you look at the individual rankings, Taryn O'Neill is like their third runner now. Mm -hmm. So Taryn O'Neill can find a way to run like she did last year. This is one of those things. You run like mm -hmm. you're really good last year, but not good this year. And she runs like last year, Taryn O'Neill. They're going to have a really good big three. Anyway. So yeah. NAU, five. Number four. Oklahoma State. No. Alabama. Yes. Alabama, four. They had they went one, two, three at their home meet. Chilangot uh, was their number three runner. That's what I'm saying. That shows strength. Shows strength. I think they should be three. No, there should be four. Why? Because their fifth runner at Notre Dame mm -hmm. was 40 seconds back spread. Yeah. Alabama, 60 seconds back. Mm -hmm. So it's going the wrong direction. That five through one spread is getting farther away as opposed to close. Alabama's four. But they still have such a good big three. They're going to be podium. Oklahoma State's three? No. New Mexico. You, come on, man. New Mexico's three. Come on, man. Oklahoma State two. NC State one. Why are you mad? What do you mean, come on, they man? They literally tied NC State. The number one team in the nation. Are you... Are you? I guess you're saying if NC State had... Marley Starlipper. Starlipper. Then it would, yeah. would not have been it a would tie. would not have been a tie. 
That's how it works. Uh, I disagree with that. I will say this, though. I had some conversations with New Mexico coach. And I think they should be two, by the way, Joe Franklin, if you're watching or listening. So speaking of New Mexico, I have them three. You think they should be two? Yeah. They tied number one team, NC State. So why is going to rank them three? I won't get into that. You can look at my rankings. But here's no, the no, argument. No, what do you mean? There's well, no explanation on your rankings. Yeah, yeah, no, that no. was where you explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get to that after this. I say this. I'm going to say why the argument that they shouldn't be three, but that, that it should be better. In 2015, when they won nationals, their one through five spread was 16 seconds at Nutty Comb. In 2017, when they won nationals, it was 30 seconds. In 2022, it was 12 seconds. Here, so their spread is just so much better this year than the two years they won in 15 and 17. The big difference, though, is the spread in 15 and 17 was behind Edna Kurgat mm-hmm. or Wayne Kalati, like yeah. all-time top three runners. The spread this year is around Deshaun or Mazzy Downey, who are more like 12 to 15 place runners. So it's easier to have a good spread when your number one runner isn't one of the best in the country. Yeah. Whereas NC State, they had a 41-second spread, but it's behind Caitlin Tui. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to have your fifth runner be less than 40 seconds back of Caitlin Tui. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have them three, and it's the reason why is based on Yes, they have incredible depth. They have a tight-knit spread, but they don't have a strong low stick. And if they want to beat NC State, they're going to need to have their... I'm not talking about beating NC State. I'm talking about being second. Okay, so the reason why they're not second is at that meet at pre-nets, it was won by an Oklahoma State athlete, whose name I am forgetting. I will look it up. Uh, her name is Bella Jepkuru. She's a JUCO transfer. I think she's 15th in the nation. And she's their number three runner behind Rowan Cook. So Oklahoma State, I think, is going to put three in the top 15. New Mexico might put one in the top 15. Yeah, but then they're going to put five in the top 35. Yeah. Gabby Hennerman, I have 39th in my rankings. That's their forerunner. Then Oklahoma State's five runner is 128 so their fifth runner is pretty far back but like they're one two three are really high up they have three in the top 15 four in the top 40 your fifth could be pretty weak and still be able to beat a tight nip tight nip and new mexico crew that is my rankings nc state's still really good they're gonna win by like 100 what i don't know about that why not I mean, you have to factor in this past well, Maybe not 100, maybe like 60. I, I still think they're the favorite, but I, I think the team they put out there was pretty good. Yeah, it was missing some other people, but the thing is their depth is so good that they're like three, four, five, six are interchangeable yeah. at that point. So I don't know how much, many points they would have saved by running different people. Now, maybe they're just totally playing the long game and yeah. – Everybody, everybody but Tui and Camille's going to need more time. But I expected them to be more dominant. Ultimately, it won't matter. But the thing is, they were dominant better. at Notre Dame. Yeah, but this is a, another. So there's more than one meet in the year. We have them race again. I know. What but like, so am I only supposed meet? to listen to the Wisconsin results and ignore Notre Dame results? No, but the year progresses. They, had, they didn't even have Camille at Notre Dame, right? No. Yeah. But certain athletes ran better at Notre Dame than ran at Wisconsin for New Mexico for NC State. I think it's safe to assume that as the season goes on, before you get to regionals where people don't really care a lot of the time, they're getting more and more intense, right? They're caring a little bit more and more, culminating with the conference meet. And I don't know. A little bit of lull for regionals for a lot of the top teams, and you go back up for now. I could see them caring more about the first race they run because that's when they want to show all the training they did. Then there's a lull no, in the not, middle of October because, because they're thinking about the end result now. No. I think they want to They get go. excited in race one, and then the lull happens because now they just want to get to the final race. Who is the women's athlete right now who could who could afford to be chilling the most? In the whole nation. Caitlin Toy. And yes. And what is she doing? She's winning. By a little bit? By a lot of it. Yeah. By yards. Okay. Like she's crushing it. Not to say everybody's gonna do that. 
but I'm saying she's getting progressively more serious as the season goes along. She's not like, I'm just going to coast throughout the middle. All right, give me the men's ones. I just think that Oklahoma State's number three runner winning that West Crockett Invitational was makes Oklahoma State have a really good one, two, three, which is better than New Mexico's one, two, three. Like they're literally going to put Alabama's three. Alabama's number three runner beating their number one runner. Alabama's four five is very different from Oklahoma State's four five. That's what you say now. All right. Uh, individually, Caitlin Tui won. Mercy Chilean got two. Parker Valby, three. Mm-hmm. Celie McCabe, West Virginia. She's been out there winning. Kaylee. Re- Kaylee, sorry. Kaylee McCabe out there, West Virginia. She's been winning a bunch of races by herself. I have her four. Taylor Rowe, five. Natalie Cook, six. Ullman. Ullman Moma of Alabama, 8. Kemboy of Utah Valley, 9. And then Frenthway of BYU, 10. So that's my individual. All right, men. All right, men. Excited for the men? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm so excited. I need you to go faster. All right, we have time. We right, need 20, to get to everything. 25 UCLA, mm-hmm. 24 Butler, 23 NC State. What? Just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> That's good. 22 Gonzaga, 21 Utah State, 20 Syracuse, 19 Wake Forest, 18 Tennessee, 17 Montana State, 16 Michigan State. They were not ranked. They're now 16th. 15 Cal Baptist. Making it again, like I said, first year in NCAA D1. 14 UNC, 13 Portland, 12 Alabama, 11 Oregon, 10 Air Force. They had a good meet at Nuttycomb. Mm-hmm. 9 Villanova, 8 Colorado. Notre Dame, seven. Tulsa, six. Wisconsin, five. And then you have the big four. So, how do I rank the big four of, in no particular order, in alphabetical order, I have BYU, I know, yeah. Northern Arizona, Oklahoma State, and Stanford. Okay. So, what is my order? What do I think you have? I think you have NAU, four. Correct. Oklahoma State, three. Correct. And I think you have BYU, two. Correct. And Stanford, one. Correct. Yeah. You got it right. You know me. Yeah. How'd you know that? I think I would... Eh, I don't know if I'd swap those first two. The first two are really close. Yeah. First two are really close. But I reward winning. That's what I'm known for. <laughs> W's and L's. They matter. So Stanford won. Yeah. They take over for BYU as my number one team. I thought when I did the algorithm that BYU would come out number one. Yeah. But Stanford still came out number one in the... If you're Stanford, you're just so nervous about five. Yeah. That's all you're worried about. Yeah. When I look at Stanford right now, they have I have Kai Robinson. Oh, I'm giving away. I have Kai Robinson, number one. Charles Hicks, number four. Cole Sprout, number eight. So three in the top ten. Yeah. It's very good. Devin Hart, 31, as their four-man. And then their five-man, Thomas Boyden, 62. But they're six and seven. Robert D. Donato, I have 72. And Mackay Bowden Rousseau, I have 75. Wasn't he their fifth? Rousseau was their fifth, wasn't he? In at Nuttycomb? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, like, so it's interchange. They may have run differently at Cowboy Jamboree. You look at last year's results as well. Yeah. So their fifth, they have three fifths, right? They have Bowden, D. Donato, and Rousseau all kind of in the same range. So. Yeah, three bullets to get one really good shot. Which yeah, is good for but Stanford. I don't know, man. I look at that nutty comb thing. I just see that gap and just yeah, that's nerve wracking for me. But the gap looks big because their top three are so good. Yeah, and then individually, you said you have Robinson one. Yeah, so I have Robinson one, Nico Young two, Alex Mayer three, Hicks four, Victor Kiprop Alabama five, Casey Klinger six, Bob Liking seven, Cole Sprout eight, Victor Schitzma nine, and Acer Iverson, which is best name. Running. Great. You have right awesome, a bunch of awesome names there with Bob Liking and Acer Iverson yeah. there. I mean, come on. Question for He's you. He's 10 from Harvard. Trivia question. Kai Robinson could be the first Australian NCAA cross-country champion since. You got to go way back. It's 2018. Morgan McDonald. <laughs> Correct. Whoa. You uh, get the trivia question. I have Dylan Jacobs, 15. That's my only like notable guy who like maybe could win, mm-hmm. but it's not really ranked high. Dylan Jacobs. All right, so this is the message I got last week uh, from... Did I fail or pass the message? James. Well, we'll just see. We'll see. I don't know if you directly answered it. You'll have to explain it. This is from James. My track buddies and I have set the over-under at 1.5 athletes who race at Nuttycomb 
but Gordon will ignore their performances and still rank them high in his cross country rankings. <laughs> oh, like who run bad? Yeah, it's come? like whatever doesn't matter. Yeah. How many? I mean, Aaron Benfeld. How how did he do? At Nuttycomb? Yeah. He was way back. I have him 23rd in the nation. <laughs> I don't think he was 23rd at Nuttycomb, was he? Probably not. But, like, are you telling me Aaron Benfeld is not going to finish top 25? I'm just telling you what James is. He he's 24th at Nuttycomb, so it actually right. works out. I mean, yeah, that's there's more. It's way over. I mean, Nuttycomb isn't the only race that people run in. I will say this, though. There are certain athletes, notably Northern Arizona athletes. Are you ignoring their performances? I'm No, I'm I'm not ignoring their performances. I am recognizing their performances. Is NAU closer to not podiuming yes. than they are to winning? Yes. Winning. Yeah. So this is NAU's not – NAU technically is in the big four on reputation only. They're not in the big four based on the algorithm because the algorithm – Actually ranks them fifth. I bumped them to fourth. What? Because I was just like, there's no way they're going to finish fifth. But So there's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> so NAU right now, I have Nico Young second, Drew Bosley 12. That's fair. Plus or minus whatever. That yeah. makes sense. No one's going to argue that. Their number three runner, I have finishing 69th. And guess who I have it as being? Ryan Raff. 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 Their number four runner, Santiago Prosser. The sophomore, who's never been on, even on a, the a varsity squad for them. Yep. 88th. Their five runner, I have finishing 148th. Kang Noak. Yeah. Well, who, so you, have, you have Hasty and all so them down there. Their sixth runner is Colin Salmon. I mean, the fifth runner is Colin Salmon at 157. I've gone from 20th to 157. Mm. Uh, and then George Kusha, 179. Brody Hasty, Theo Quacks is 230. Brody Hasty's 248. Like, at Brody Hasty ranked 248. He's not going to finish. Didn't he struggle in the regular season? He did. Last year or and two then years he, ago. And then he ran well. And then you were ranking him low, and I said, don't give up on him. Right? Yeah, are you going to do that right. now? Or should I keep him low? Well, I think he can improve, but the problem is that's not their only issue. Yeah. They have three situations like that that they need to get. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. wow, you're counting, uh, you're counting any of you out? Wow. Yeah, I mean – they ran – you have to. You can't like – there wasn't really like a justification for any of it. Well, you bumped them up. So who should actually be five? Wisconsin. Or four? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. All right. But they're not because like – You want to apologize to Mick Byrne? Look in the camera. Mick, I'm sorry. But here's the thing. No, I'm not going to apologize for my rankings. They are what they are. Gordon will be in Stillwater, by but, the way. Like, you can confront him. You can confront me then. But like show me the trophy. You know, like how about – that happened one time. Yeah, yeah. I ranked a team uh, outside the top four. Which team? Team will remain nameless. What? It was an indoor track team. I'm walking in the t- on the track. I-, I forget what year it was. You don't want to say coach the team? shows up with the trophy. Yeah. How do you like? He's like, how do you like? How do you like that ranking? And then showed me his like second or third place trophy. You don't want to say who it was? No. Nah. Oh. It was funny. Though. I was like, all right, I'm sorry. I think I ranked them like seventh, and they finished third, and I was like, I got it wrong. <laughs> Sorry, you have a trophy though. All right, good stuff. Big yeah, but the, the main thing we're getting out of this is NAU is on the ropes. They may not be on the other side of the rope now though. They were on the ropes, but now they're like out of the ring. And the thing is, I don't know what NAU can do now to like show that they're back because Big Sky is not going to give any result, their conference championship. Yeah. And then uh, the Mountain Regional, you know, everyone's going to be jogging. So. Yeah, I mean, that's why cross country is basically two weekends. This weekend and Nationals. November. Yeah, for the top teams. If you're a team on the bubble, you get excited for regionals. Yeah. But you'd want—I want to see them again. I yeah. want to see another nutty comb-like race to see if they can call. Them I will their say way this: back. as bad and down out that Northern Arizona is now with with the algorithm, with the way they performed, and with my rankings, they did win five of the past six. Mm-hmm. And that means something. Oklahoma State's a hard course. Crazy things happen. Well, they won on that course before. And they won on that course. I mean, you could say any course they probably won on it because they've won on the past six, five of the past I six. think they'll get on the post. For the record, I think they'll get yeah, the top I think four. I would still know. put them in the top four. Do you think they still have a chance to win, though? No. Like zero chance? No, not zero. Okay, so what's their chance? Like two. Two percent? Yeah. You think there's a two percent chance they win? Yeah. Two? Yeah. 
with my it's, algorithm. It's what more, is yours? It's more than two. Okay. What is yours? 25% chance. 20, wait, okay, then allocate the other big three. How, how would that even make sense? Then everybody would have to, the other teams ranked ahead of them would all have to be at least 25%. So then nobody else has even a 1% chance? 15% chance. <laughs> and then the remaining 85. Go on, man. That was a rough 50, math moment for you. 15% for NAU. Yeah. Okay. 14%. No, 15, 14.9% chance for NAU. Okay. 0.1% chance for everyone not named BYU, Oklahoma State, or Stanford. Because mm -hmm. you always have to get the field a 0.1% chance. Okay. And then I'm giving 25 to Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. What do we have? You'd be at 60. And then 30 and 30 for Stanford and BYU. BYU. So 30, 30, 25, 15, 14.9, 14.1. Those are the odds. All right. I had two, so a little lower. But I talked you out of 25 at least. Yeah. You got me down. You got me off the ledge. I see. I think Stanford. I don't think Stanford and BYU, they are close, but I'd, I'd probably bump one of those up to like around 40. Yeah. You got three guys in the top five. Three, like you can count on Robinson, Hicks, and Sprout. Yeah, they're all going to be there. Yeah. I, I don't see them falling apart. And it's just, you're right. And the other four guys in the line, just two of them need to be decent. Just decent. Just decent. That's all That's all you need to do. And then you, just go just go person to person. If you're just talking about this as a – one-on-one -on -one race with them versus just say NAU, right? It's like Nico and Bosley, those two against Stanford's three. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, question mark on who NAU's three is. And are their four and five better than Stanford's four and five? Right now they're not. Right now they're not, but like last year they were. Yeah, but they're a guy behind already. Yeah. Because Stanford has a big three, NAU has a big two. You're a guy behind already, and then you're four and five. They're not making up any ground. Yeah, let's just like I'm gonna do one last analysis thing. I'm gonna look at Nico Young. Let's just do one last thing. I just want to look at the last year's results, NCAA's, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just look at pick a number between fifteen and thirty. Twenty-seven. Okay, Shea Foster finished twenty-seventh. Last year. How did he do at Nuttycomb? That's a bad answer. He didn't run Nuttycomb. So give me a different person. <laughs> give me another number between 29. 29. Victor, that's another Oklahoma State athlete. They don't count. <laughs> Pick another number. 30. 30. Okay. Olin Hacker. My guy. Our boy Olin Hacker. Olin Hacker's been to this, this studio before. Remember? He's run Nuttycomb. They were in town. They came on a tour. So he finished 13th at Nuttycomb. So. What point are you trying to make? I'm trying to find someone who finished like dog shit at Nuttycomb, but still like was all American. How about this one? Hacker fell in the Penry that is four by mile and then came back and won the NCAA title outdoors. How about that? It's random. Just say it's random. It, it, just, there's no rhyme and reason to a lot of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, there's no rhyme and reason. That just, just, like I said, there's no – obviously you're going to pick somebody who was really fast outdoors against somebody who wasn't. But then when you get past those f first five people, it's going to be huge surprises. All right, here we go. We're going to read some tweets. Um, we're trying out this off-season segment, some tweet analysis. We'll go pretty quick through these, Gordon. We're going to, going to do it by event grouping. Here's the first one. Uh, we're starting with the men's 100. Throw this one up there, Colt. This is from Fred Curley. Pretty straightforward. Not very cryptic at all. Curley tweets, 42 shape already. Let's get it. Drop it this year. Trust me, I'm ready for that war. So he's saying he's a 42 shape. On October 17th. What event does Fred Curley run? All of them. But does he? <laughs> he like, what, what, who's he going to war with? Is he going to war with Michael Norman? Or is he going to war with, you know... What event would you want to see? Jacobs. Him? You'd want to see him in the 100? Or would you want to see him in the 4? I would want to... I think I'd want to see him in the 4. Just so he could get a, a hundred gold and a four hundred gold, yeah, because he's already got the hundred gold. Yeah, I mean, maybe hundred if Jacobs is hundred percent healthy, because I, I would want to see that rematch again. But uh, yeah, when I see this, I'm like, why is he in forty two shape? He should be in like nine 
six shape. <laughs> if he's a nine six shape in October, well, if he's in any of this type of shape in October, uh, look he out. He says four two shape already let let get it drop it this year. Wait, already four two shape already let get it drop it let get it drop it. What does that mean? Let get it drop it this year. Trust me, I'm ready for that war. Um. I mean, I'm on Team Fred Curley. I predicted that he would break Usain Bolt's Yeah, yeah. There's record. no bigger Fred so, Curley believer than you. Than me. So you, you're like, yes, you're in 42 shape. Yeah. You believe this. 100%. Oh, 41.9. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Uh, next one. Let's go. This is Trayvon Bromel. Like I said, we're doing men's 100. I like this one. Gordon says, uh, I used to want to buy designer until I realized that a $500 tee do the same as a $10 Gildan. <laughs> you're into fashion now. What do you think? Yeah. The, you, no. It, be smart with your money. Mm-hmm. I don't. People don't. Rec- people can't see the label. Sometimes the label is too small mm-hmm. that you're like paying for a very mark, like the advertisement of that this costs five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not big enough. Like, if I'm going to buy a five hundred dollar t shirt, it's going to be printed. Say, this costs five hundred dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. all over. Yeah, so people know. Well, back when you wore Ed Hardy t shirts like a decade ago, it was very clear because there's like dragons and yeah, stuff coming yeah. up, so people could tell how expensive your shirt was. No, this is a good. Uh, this is a good bit of advice. Oh, and Curly responded. Let me hold a rack. Okay. So, I mean, Trayvon, he came on the pod one time to talk to you about his car buying. When yeah. He had his first contract. Yeah, car too. addiction. Yeah. So That's a weird, that's a, a crazy addiction to have. Well, and a car isn't, they always say cars aren't good investments either. Yeah, they depreciate in value as soon as it leaves a lot. Yeah. And, I was your, and a, your shirt depreciates in value as soon as you put it on too. I was at a party on Friday and these people were talking, they're like young adults, they're probably in their late, early 30s. They were talking about like, getting a new car lease and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me that like, you know, the lease I got is so great because it actually, the car raised in value by the time I traded in. I was like, you are dumb. <laughs> you, th- your car value did not go up. Like there is no car value that's ever gone up in the history of buying cars. <laughs> Unless you're buying like a classic, like 1930, 40, 50 Cadillac, yeah, yeah. whatever. Did you tell them that? No, she was. I didn't want to like break their heart that they thought they were smart financial like saviants. And I was like, you're Savants. buying a car. It's not. It's depreciating value. It never appreciates. Yeah. You're putting miles on it. Every yeah. mile it goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were like, yeah, I made a great investment. It costs more money in the long way, but at the end of the day, you're getting it back. I was was like, the car actually a house? Like, was it an RV? Maybe? No, it's just they were wanted to justify their expenditures. Gotcha. And you go to you go to. Serious parties out yeah. here. All right, next one. This is uh, from Marvin Bracy. He tweeted, the people in my neighborhood taking Halloween way too seriously. Uh, your thoughts, Gordon, because you're going to be hosting a Halloween party. How serious do you take Halloween? I am going to be hosting a Halloween party. Are you coming? Probably not, but go ahead. Why not? I got kids. Come on. I can't go to these when, parties when, when where you're hanging out. People would think the car value goes up. <laughs> you want me at your party then? I was going to invite these people, but I, I didn't. If didn't. Colt goes, I'll go. That's my that's my agreement. Colt, you coming? What did you say? I can't hear Oh, yeah, you can't. I'm here. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to. He's going to try to. So that means you should try to. I think the podcast audience would love you to come to my party because then we could have great stories for the Monday morning pod. Okay. I'm just telling you. When is it? Saturday night. Okay. What about this tweet? Okay. So... I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking Halloween too seriously. It's like in a bad way or in a good way. Fred Curley also responds to this tweet. <laughs> Don't tell him you're scared of clowns. The clowns cool. These skeletons of these skeletons OD. <laughs> I, it, it does get a little much when you have, like when you, if you're like, walk, like the motion sensor thing. Yeah. And you're just walking it, by. It's and it music or like. Yeah, that can, that can be a little much, especially if you have. Pets or small children going around? They do now make these 12-foot skeletons. Have you seen these? Ooh, they no. sell at like Home Depot. They're like 12 feet. It's just a giant thing that people put in front of their house. Yeah. I mean... We did Halloween. My roommate has one. It's been in our living room for a month. Yeah. It's terrible. Money getting it, and then the wind blew a lot of them away last night. I was chasing them down the street this morning when I woke up. They, they do a lot of big spider webs in our neighborhood. Do they do that for you guys too? Like they'll yeah. attach to the tree, and then it'll come down. Like every neighborhood's got a little bit of a distinct what, what's, what's more... What's more enjoyable to walk through at night? Mm. A Halloween-themed block or like a Christmas lights-themed block? Oh, for me, Christmas. Right, yeah. Personally, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big scary guy. No? No. And then you walk by somebody's houses, there's like 15 zombie things and stuff hanging like from all corners of their house and stuff. And it's just 
It's all much. And the kids like it because like, ooh, that house is spooky. And then they wanted to do it. And then we invested. What would be a good like track-themed Halloween decoration? Track-themed Halloween decoration. Like scary? I mean, could you do like a scarecrow where like the different implements are like body parts? Shot put eyes? Shot put put eyes? That'd be kind of (laughs) heavy. What do you think? It's probably do shot put like kneecaps. Yeah. A little lower. Uh, I mean... What would be like? I mean, what's scary in track? Four by four. When four coach by four. You. When coach says you have to run a four by four, <laughs> you're just like T- tweets about when coach tells you to run the yeah, four by like, four. Those are even scarier. You only there's the only place to sit down is in the sun and not the shade. All the shade <laughs> spots are taken. There's not much scary things in track. Yeah, track's pretty simple sport. There's not much to take from it. So, all right, last one, last hundred meter. Uh, tweet. I like this one. Pretty simple. Ferdinand Manyala, 100 meter man from Kenya, retweeted a CNN sports piece about him, and just added the caption "Omanyala Mania." I just like the way that's that a sounds. great nickname. Yeah, I'm ready for Omanyala Mania. Yeah, like if he drops like an early season nine eight. That's Omanyala Mania. The title of the episode is going to be Omanyala Mania. I'm all about this. That's a tongue twist of a word too. But Omanyala mania. But, but you can do it. I can do it. If which you is, can do if it. If I can do it, anyone can do anybody it. Anybody can do My it. My dyslexia is going Omanyala mania. Yeah. I'm surprised Omanyala it took this mania. long for that to take That's off. such a good name. Like he could have done it last year when we were figuring out if he was going to get to Eugene in time after his visa got delayed. Yeah. Remember like it's should, Omanyala mania. Yeah, he could have just been saying. Hey, That's yo. seven syllables. Yeah. Omanyala mania. All right. Ready for guess my PR? Let's do it. All right, this is from a middle school boy running cross country. It says, so Gordon will like this one because it's cross country. Okay. I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> doesn't have a name or beware. That's kind of Halloween related. Beware? Be dash where. Okay. That's his name? Yeah. Right, I mean, I don't think that's his actual name, but that's the yeah. name he's using. These workouts were one week before my PR in two mile cross country. So you're guessing what his two mile cross country PR is. Okay. Junior high. The workout, uh, there was a half mile warm up and cool down, and this was run on a 350 meter track. Apparently, he puts in parentheses. Apparently, so, so a track of undetermined length, but so suspected. It, to if be it's apparently pace. 350, does that mean it's it's that means it's short? So it's probably like 347. Okay. Well, your calculations are going to get even fuzzier because the first thing you did four times 900. <laughs> With 175 meter jog rest. Four times 900. He goes 138, 142, 144, 144. Then he jogged 600. Okay. Between after those four. Yeah, yeah. And he did two times, you guessed it, 175. <laughs> God, it's 350 tracks, so that's half, right? Okay. With a 175 walk in between. So he ran a 75, 175. He went 36-36 for those 175s. All right? Okay. He's also going to give you two more workouts, though. Do you want more? Uh, hold, Yeah, let's do it. Why not? We're here. All right. So. Okay. I feel like I know what he's doing. The next one. 10-mile long run and 85% effort. And he sends along his mile splits. Ready? He cut this thing down. 10 09, 10 03, 940, 934, 845, 857, 846, 750, and then 7. Wait, hold on. So he started at 10.09. Wait, wait, wait. He ran 238, 248, 242, 244, 244. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. I, I saw the 900 and then gloss right over it. You're right, you're right. Okay. Sorry, I was doing, I was like, wait a minute. This guy's fucking, yeah. <laughs> we need to find him. Yeah. Uh, World record pace. All right. I know. All right, so you got the 10 mile long run too? What's his 10 mile long run? 1009, 1003, 940, 934, 845, 857, 846, 750, and 7. So I think the two things is like 750 and 7. So you're creating a baseline here. All right, ready for the next one? Mm -hmm. This last one. This one will give you a really good indication. 
Okay. The other stuff was sort of confusing. This one's pretty straightforward. It's trying to throw me off the scent. This one's pretty straightforward. Three times five times 225 meter hills. Three times five times 225 meter hills? An extra 25 meters. Which okay. is not on a track. This is no, not on a track, by the of way. Of course, it's on a hill. But he says there was a 14% gradient. Oh, that changes things. With 200, two, 230, 230 rest between sets. <laughs> okay. And then between 66. So you ran 66 seconds for 225 meters? Yeah. Up a hill? 66 and 67 seconds. That's a steep hill. 14% gradient. So can you do 14? So if this is 45, there's 90. Yeah. 45. 14 doesn't seem that much. I don't know. All it's right. like an incline. You want to take a guess? You're what is two mile cross country, cross country PB? PB is. How old is this guy? He's in junior high. Junior high. So school. we're talking, what's that age? 13? That'll be Let's say he's 13. 11, 12, 13. So he probably doesn't. He's six, seven, eight. He's 13. Okay. Two mile. Let's say. So you ran. He ran 10 miles. That's impressive. So he's not tired. I like how I thought he ran a 900. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you doing there? Got to proofread the emails, man. Okay, he can do this. I'm really interested to see what you come up with here. There's two, three. Gordon is thinking right now. Again, we're trying to guess the two-mile cross-country PR. When he was doing his four by nine hundred, he yeah. was running like four fifty pace. Four fifty mile pace. Okay. But that was for like. No, uh, maybe a short track with one hundred and seventy-five. Yeah, and it was yeah. you know twenty-five percent of the race he was running four fifty mile pace. For fifty percent. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, twelve point five percent of the race. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. No. No. Two mile cross country. So. Yeah, oh yeah. So twenty five percent. Yeah. So. If he was doing that workout times two, that's a nine forty three. He's not running a nine forty three two mile. No. Add a few minutes. Add a few seconds here and there, give or take. What are you going with? I'm going with. Gordon is still typing. I'm going with. Let's just go 12 minutes. Ooh, pretty close. Yeah. 1236. Oh. Now, what threw you off? Was it the three by five by 225 meter hills? That one, yeah. Was it the. That was, that was maybe the. He can run faster. He can run 12 minutes. He's not pushing himself. Well, we need to figure out. Something. He has speed. We need to figure out what the deal is with this 900. It was it really, is it really 238, 242, 244? And how yeah. long is the track? Like, we need to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. Be aware right back in. I need a clarification. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's early in the season. He's going to run 12 minutes by the end of the year. 12.36. Pretty solid for junior high. Yeah. As is. Lot, got a lot to be proud of. Keep it going. Keep it momentum. I said 12.15. I was going to say 12.15. I was doing wow. between 12 and 12.15. Judson in the chat, I don't know when he sent it in. I'm assuming before 12.45. He was only up by nine <sighs> seconds. We might get replaced in the segment, Gordon. Replace Gordon. We should have a, should be a hashtag. A prize. All right. Replace well, the email address, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. What are we talking PR about tomorrow? And I mean, internet Wednesday. Coach. Wednesday? Oh, I got a whole list of things we're talking about. I'm not going to give it away right now. We are in the dog days of nothing no, we're not. to talk about. We have 200 meter cryptic tweets or women's 100. We're, we're going to go, men, we should go men, women, men, women, probably. Yeah. Well, what's the schedule look like? Like, when is track? Like, when is track back? Yeah. We got that BU meet in December. December, okay. It's exciting. And then January. But like this weekend, there's nothing, right? Oh, there's all sorts of stuff this weekend. Austin FC's playing. My favorite team. Favorite team? Yeah. Because then this weekend is there's nothing. And then the weekend after that's cross country conferences. Mm. And the weekend after that's New York City Marathon. Yeah, New York City Marathon, of course. Then regionals, then NCAAs, which we're going. We got our. We're going. We're going to be there. So if you're going to be in Stillwater. We're staying in Tulsa, though. If you're going to be in Tulsa. Gordon's like, we should go check out Tulsa. So if you know anything we're about Tulsa. We're going to go to the Tulsa football game Friday potentially, night. Potentially, yeah. Let us know if you're going to be in Tulsa. Yeah. Or Stillwater. We're going to be in Tulsa. Yeah, tell us what we should do. Yeah. Give us recommendations. Food wrecks. Tulsa food wrecks. That'll be great. Yeah. Because Friday night we're going to be in Tulsa. I tried to get Tulsa food wrecks another way, and Gordon didn't really agree with the way that I tried. Well, it just didn't work. We'll talk about that on the bonus pod. <laughs> 
We got to record that this week too. All right. We'll get to record that this week. All right. That's it. Bullshackpodcast, gmail.com. Like, subscribe, join. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Thanks to Colt for producing.